pumpkin spice. <laughs> Maybe turn that AC off at night. Uh, it's autumn over here in We Like Bad Music Only Land, SocksMakePeopleSexy.net's monthly music discussion podcast where we talk about the month of music that was. And today, despite releasing balls deep into September, we are here to talk about August. 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 I am Polly, your host, as always. And joining me today is our very special guest, Taylor. Hello. Hi. Hey. How's it going in Taylorland? Oh boy, that's always a good sign when you have when you start your response to how are you doing with oh boy, that's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at there. <laughs> probably for probably for <laughs> the best. And if you've got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. That is, if your problem happens to be a stubborn lawnmower that just won't start, it's psychic dad vibes heist. <laughs> How'd you know? How'd I yeah. know? Do you have yeah. a lot more issues? I do. I actually finally bit the bullet and was like, I'm going to pay someone. I'm going to pay someone to mow our, our yard. I'm tired oh, of it. Oh, you're just so, done? Oh, yeah, see, I, I think, it, I think it's totally done. a relaxing I'm thing. Just done. you just over it? I do. I, I do. I do. I do relax. I, it's a good time to listen to more aggressive music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, good, it's a good time to get high as well, I've found. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, you know, uh, high or a little drunk. High um, or a little drunk. Fun, always good. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. But um, it, in the end, uh, you know, shit just bu- keeps coming back and building up. And I'm like, I got other shit to do. So. I just I just threw in the towel. I feel like I lost something of being a dad when I did that. Like I lost some cred. I feel like, like being yeah, a dad. I, I don't mow my own yard anymore. Yeah, I feel like being a dad and not mowing your own yard. Like I feel like this is something that your kids are going to be in therapy for like 10 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, it's illegal to plant grass oh. here now. <laughs> oh. Oh. Damn. Well, there you go. Somebody taking a stand. (laughs) Well, you know, Las Vegas is one of the most water efficient cities in the entire world because we have no choice. Got no choice. Yeah. 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 It's it's fine. Who needs grass anyway? Who needs grass? Yeah. Yeah. It's overrated. Not here. We don't. Have that like like I mowed the grass and then it's like oh wow the lawn's kind of yellow now oh okay might have might have probably should have just let that one go this week huh mm-hmm. oh well that I just means maybe could have not bothered maybe I should have waited till one of the days that... when it was like seventy degrees instead of the day that it was a ninety two maybe that would have been the better idea as well. Doesn't that always suck when that happens? You're like, what? It's cooler today? See, the thing is, I knew it was going to be. See, like, we knew that we were going right into a cool streak. Like, after, like, there was like, hey, it's going to be almost 100 degrees. And then suddenly it's 69 the rest of the week. It's like, oh, okay. Mm. And and I was just, I don't know. I'm just a type, like, where I'm looking out the window and I'm like, that shit's bothering me. It's just, I could wait 24 hours and it's bothering me. It's about, fuck, I'm losing this battle. <laughs> That's just how it be sometimes. How it is. So music, music, music makes you lose control. Lots of music. Lots of music. I don't know. August was a little sparse for me. I, there wasn't really a whole lot flipping on my radar. Like uh, there's a 
there's an album uh, uh there's this album by this band named boris i don't know if you've ever heard of but they released a new <laughs> album they released a new album called heavy rocks in the year 2022 yep huh? the, the heavy rocks three officially yes this is the third heavy rocks album i think it is mostly okay i think they're like I think there's a part in the middle that's maybe a little too gooey and psychedelic and it kind of just throws off the whole vibe for me. Uh, but yeah. ultimately it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, this is just Boris being loud and obnoxious and it's great when they do that. Um, loud and noisy and obnoxious with a bit of a, with a bit of a cream filling in the center, uh, I guess. Uh, so yeah, heavy rocks is pretty okay. heavy rocks. I guess we'll just call it heavy rocks three, I guess it's pretty yeah. okay. It's pretty okay. It's they most when I saw them at Psycho Las Vegas, they it was most of the set list was heavy racks yeah. three. Uh what was interesting about it was that uh Atsuo was just singing and they had someone else on drums. Huh. So it almost it almost makes me wonder if Atsuo's having like neck and shoulder problems or something. I mean that's known to happen. Because he has he has played drums and sang on previous occasions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they're finally getting old. I mean, yeah, like they've, no. been, they've been around a while. I can understand. You know, like Zach De La Roca literally like killed, like broke his leg or some shit and had to do most of their tour sitting down on a PA. Poor guy. I'm like, oh, right. Oh. All of our heroes are fucking made of paper mache now because they're old guys. <laughs> uh, who else has listened to something in August? I have one. Okay. Uh, so I, I kind of started an audio book during the time I would have been catching up on August. <laughs> <laughs> so the only other album besides my pick I got around to is the new Russian Circles album, Gnosis. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty fine. This album's good. Yeah, I dug it. it Blood Year, the previous album, was kind of boring. <laughs> uh, but I think that this one is, this one's better. It's more fun. It's a little heavier. It's kind of more in the vein of that Empros Memorial era that I think was their their peak of Russian circles. Yeah, yeah. Russian circles will always have the benefit that they put on great live shows. So even if the album itself is kind of meh, still it, it balances out. Yeah, yeah. They're still doing it, good work. So good on them. But yeah, I liked it. I just. I think I said I, it's easier to talk about music with singing, so I went with another choice. It kind of is. I remember, like when we did the previous uh, when we were doing the album listening club. Byron got us uh, an instrumental album, and that was a that was a little hard, it was a little difficult uh, of an episode to do. Oh yeah, the uh, what was that? The bronzed chorus. The bronzed I think chorus. Is what that's yeah, called. yeah, yeah. It was a good album, but it's also just like, man, this is kind of hard to talk about. Like I like the part where they go wheelie wheelie wow 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 I like that. That's 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 fun. At that point, you almost just have to say what it what it does for your imagination, like what you picture yeah. you're doing in yeah. that moment. You know. Uh, okay. I, I listen to some August stuff. All right. Um, what do you got for I, August? Well, at first I was like, what do I have for August? Because I spent a lot of August listening to COVID and Cambria. Mm. And, and, I, and I, felt a, I felt a little intimidated. I was like, normally I, I, I'm the one that comes with, you know, the, the experiences of 
going different places. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but then I looked over. I was like, oh, okay, I got a, I got a, I got some stuff. You got some stuff. Uh, let's start out with something that did not land. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that no. was the. <laughs> it was a whiff. Um, it was the new Hot Chip album, mm. Freak Out release. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Hot Chip. Well, I'm a big fan of their first couple of albums. Uh, they're kind of a, I guess I, I would say dance Brit pop yeah. group. Yeah. And uh, I've seen them live. Very fun. Um, but I feel like over the last few years, the band has sort of just been tippet. Tepid? Is that the right? Tepid. Yeah. Tepid. Yep. Tepid. And I've just been wanting them to kind of bring some edge back. Mm. Uh, and I was excited for this record for the first three tracks or so. I was like, yeah, yeah, they got it. They mm-hmm. still got it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like this long gasp of death. Oh, just <laughs> no. Like when an album starts as a banger and then just slowly shits itself for the next nine yeah. tracks. It was just like a slow whoopee cushion going off. Oh uh, no. You know, so if they wanted I... to get if they wanted to get more edge in their music, I would say maybe do a collaboration with you two. <laughs> ha ha funny music jokes, everybody. <laughs> Uh, uh, that you know that would be interesting if that were to. Hmm. It could be. I, um, I think I could. I could hear. Like I could. I can hear that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny because you roboted to shit right there. Yeah, I don't know. That could probably work in some way. Um. So from there, another album. Mm-hmm. Oh no, oh no. Uh, am I am I all right now? You're am good. I, You're good now. Me? It was just very okay, funny right. the way you just uh, roboted. Say, <laughs> another album that. <laughs> um, so another album that is similar to Hot Chip uh, that starts out great and then it's not quite as bad um, with the the mood of the like the experience, but. It's got some hits and misses. Mm. Uh, that's the new Mountain Goats album, mm. Bleed Out. Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm actually re- really frustrated with this one because oh. the tracks that I like, I love, mm-hmm. and the tracks that I don't are just, they just whiff completely and Ooh. just take the energy out of the album. Eh. Uh, it's got this really cool, cool theme going on about revenge, and it kind of uses that in this backdrop of like, being like an undercover cop in action movies from like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm. Um, so it's got this sort of like, I don't know if you can imagine that media from back, just that look. Like, that's like the images and vibe you get from it. It's just really cool. You think of like big mustaches and sunglasses and like, okay, we got a stakeout, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I, and I enjoy, uh, that storytelling part of it but um well the thing is is like it opens up for what is like a refreshing change for the mountain goats it's got a very lively punk rock energy to it mm-hmm. and it, it actually suits the band really well uh I, considering 
the last albums have been a little more mellow and the la the the one they released before this was that actually I found pretty snooze fest pretty much a snooze fest um but yeah after the first three songs you get to the fourth track and then it's just it starts going back to being a, a snooze fest again and um it becomes very hit and miss um throughout there's still some cool songs like that you that get peppered in there and um yeah it's just frustrating I, I love the concept of the album i just can't help but wonder you know mountain goats is just one of those bands that seem to come out with an album every year and if they maybe just let this one cook a little bit longer because mm. i think i think they put this one together rather quickly yeah. It seemed like it was it was all it was all the idea was like yes we're gonna do this and they recorded it within a week and um, I don't know I know like uh, you know songwriter the lead uh, frontman Josh Darnell he likes to work with concepts and themes oh yeah yeah he made and a that, pro wrestling he album he made a wrestling once. album yeah, yeah. And it was badass it was great <laughs> um, he made a great goth album you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but. I just can't help but wonder if, like, if he just—he's the artist, but like, if he—if he took the best songs of all three of these last three albums and put them on an album, you have like, you would have like a great album, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, but again, he's the artist, and I guess for me, that's why I have the ability to make a playlist and just kind of pick the stuff I like and put them all there and be like, yeah, this is that era of the Mountain Goats that I enjoy. So, mm-hmm. um. Did you have anything, Polly? Uh, yeah, I listened to the Forever Story from Jid. Uh, right, long awaited. Like this album's kind of been like when did DiCaprio two come out? Like two thousand nineteen. Oh, that was a few year, few years ago. Uh, oh, wow. But yeah, yeah, like we've been waiting on the Forever Story forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still digesting this one. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like. Um, I feel and like, like it's, this could be a pick for next month for me. Yeah, this, like, go on. I'll yeah, like, this definitely has that kind of, like, I like this, but also it just there are things about it that just haven't quite landed yet. Also, yeah. also take a shot every time there's a beat switch. You will be drunk <laughs> within three songs. It, it happens a lot. In, it's, a lot I think every song, I think every song has a beat switch. It's crazy. I I don't know. I, did, I wasn't quite bothered by it. And I think as the album progresses, it, it gets less and less that way, or it's more subtle, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty heavy-handed, especially in the first oh, like, yeah. kind of Oh, yeah. That first half um, is just... Whoop. Yeah. But I think my issue with the album, why it's taken me a long time to digest it, is that its first half is sort of the more direct... I guess your yeah. bangers. Yeah. And then the second half's like, okay, we're going into storytelling, contemplative, like more mid tempo, uh, heady rap. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like this, whoa, gotta switch up, Mike. I gotta switch gears. Yeah, when you here. get to Brodenem and Sistanem, like those two tracks mm-hmm. back to back, that's like 10 minutes of just really dense, slow, yes. contemplated. Yes. Like those two tracks in particular, they, they with with Brodenem and Sistanem, uh, just kind of, mm-hmm. oh, it's a little, those, maybe those aren't the greatest, but yeah, uh, I still like what this album is doing. I think Jid is a fantastic artist. Um, oh, he's an amazing. 
like he like honestly though like the, his the, the rap performance his rap performance on this is like yeah it's like, kills it like it's yeah phenomenal um and the uh the song dance now yeah is make that's making a strong bid for my favorite hip hop rap song this year. It, it's um, really good. I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> like, I have it on a lot. So, yeah. like this um, album is dope, though. It's just it's yeah. taken a while. Like, given like this will probably be one of the best albums I've listened to this year, even if it doesn't make my top ten at the end of the year. Like, I enjoy yeah. this album a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That, um, that's speaking, the only other album I listened to, that, yeah. <laughs> or, or that I felt like mentioning. Really, nothing else. Right. Nothing else I'm li- I've listened to when I look at my list here made uh, made much of a an impact. Uh, the Larry June album was boring. Um, mm-hmm. Listened to an uh, an album by a band called Cheek Face. It was really interesting <laughs> and weird. Um, I don't know if we mentioned the new Ithaca album. Um, I listened to that. Yeah, I, I like, haven't gotten around to that yet. <laughs> yeah, the new Ithaca album is like it's what they did on that first record, just way better. It doesn't sound derivative now. Like they've definitely found a sound. So yeah, like Ithaca, they fear us. Is uh, yeah, that game? That er, game? Yes, that game. I'm so used to saying game. Uh, yeah, that that <laughs> that album is really really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we covered the newest Muse album a bit in the Coheed podcast. <laughs> what an ass album! Oh my god, I, I didn't even bother with it because I, I I feel like this is bad, but I like I've never really connected with Muse, and if I'm like if I'm going to go in on one that's apparently like across the board, I'm seeing is just getting panned by yeah. everybody. Yeah, um, I was miserable. like and. Maybe not. Maybe not the time to really try to get into this band. It, it it is. I think it's definitely worth checking out that title track just to see. Like, I hear somebody butcher the beautiful people in a way that's just holy Ugh. crap. You really went into the studio and said we're gonna write the beautiful people and make it the crappiest version we can. Yikes. It's legit. It legitimately reduced me to laughter. Yeah, it's a legitimately <laughs> a very fucking funny song because it's just like holy shit. It's so blatant and also blatantly terrible. Hey, maybe yeah. they, maybe they're just standing up. Maybe they're just standing up and panning Marilyn Manson as a person. Maybe that's trolling. what they're doing. There you go. I know that. I know that. Like, I know that. Uh, Matt Bellamy ran off with Corey Taylor's Slipknot mask once uh, when, <laughs> when they were touring. I know that. Like that happened. Like back uh, during the Iowa days. So, Man, like I might Slipknot. Have to, I'm Slipknot, have to get into this now. <laughs> Slipknot and Muse on the same tour. That just strikes me as kind of crazy. Oh, but what could have been with Weezer and Slipknot on the same tour? Oh, that you know what? That that would have been that. wild. That would have been, uh, just to people watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, people. yeah. Like just the fact that Rivers Cuomo like is legitimately like, man, I really wanna, I really wanna work with Fred Durst. Like just the fact that like that was a thing, just the fact that that was a thing. But like Weezer and Slipknot, let's go. <laughs> you know, you know what tour I would like to see based on some bands I've seen before. <laughs> what? Ministry and Glassjaw. <laughs> Mm. Yes, that would be fun. I, I call it the mosh pit you will die you in. You will die. Yes. Yes. I'm staying far away from that mosh pit. 
Because <laughs> I made the mistake of getting in the pit for ministry, and I think that was one of the har- that was perhaps the harshest pit I've oh, ever been God, in. Oh God, I've seen Ooh. ministry. I've seen ministry pit. Like I will not go in a ministry pit. I will not go in a Slipknot pit. Like Nah, you know what? That's a little rich for my bones. <laughs> that may have been the last pit I was in because I kind of got out of that after I woke up feeling like I was gonna die. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> What about you, PH? Any more albums from August you want to? Yeah, us with? just a few. Mm-hmm. Just a few. Um, uh, I could go both. I could go two ways here. I'll do a quick one. Okay. Um, it didn't really, didn't really land with me. Uh, Amon uh, Amarath. Yeah. Amon Amarath. Amon Amarath. Amon Amarath. Yes. Uh, they had a new album, mm-hmm. The Great Heathen Army. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not. I'm not an expert on the band. I, like I know that the, the first album is pretty popular and legendary. That's the one I'm familiar with the yeah. most. Yeah. Um, this one felt pretty routine, mm-hmm. um, but I could see it being like comfort food for fans. Oh for yeah. Some fans. Um, but there is a track on there where they collaborate with Saxon. Oh yeah. That really that really stands out. Uh, it's got, there, like, it's, it's probably public. a war song, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> Oh, if if Iron Maiden went to war, yeah. um, that's that that's that's what you get there. Like Saxon um, and Sabaton, like oh, okay, who's gonna be who's gonna write the next like great war war song? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, um, yeah. Marth is a band I like, but they're not a band I follow with any great uh, consistency mm-hmm. because they've got a bit of the ACDCs about them. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Every yeah. album's the same. Uh, yeah. But uh, another band that's great life, though. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Uh, that'd be cool. I had a roommate that was very Viking-like, like six five, giant red beard, mm-hmm. long hair. Uh, lo- that that was my introduction to Amonomarth was 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 through him. Mm-hmm. So, um, but another album that came out. Um, this was uh, kind of like a palate cleanser. It turned out. Uh, for me, um, mm-hmm. Panda Bear of Animal Collective mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. Yeah. and um, Sonic Boom from Spaceman Three mm-hmm. did an album together oh. uh, called called Reset. Uh-huh. Uh So I'm a uh, I'm a really really big Panda Bear fan. Person Pitch is one of my all time favorite albums, and um, I didn't know what to kind of expect with this one. Uh, but I, I thought it would be really fun because, you know, he's going to be collaborating with one of his biggest influencers um, being Sonic Boom. And since I've been listening to a lot of, like, at the time anyway, I was listening to a lot of more dense and heavy and darker records. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Sunny album with its more simpler electronic arrangements was, like, just this are a really nice cleansing of the palette for me. Mm-hmm. Um I think this is probably the closest Panda Bear has come to sounding like his person pitch era, mm. but it's, it's much more cleaned up. It doesn't have that like kind of jacuzzi feel, I guess that album has. <laughs> um, uh, and even though I find it like really lazy when people compare Panda Bear to uh, Brian Wilson yeah. of the Beach Boys, yeah. God, God damn, is this album the most. Panda Bear has ever sounded like he's singing for the Beach Boys. Yeah, it really pulls from the um, from that '60s era of yeah. like beachy pop music. 
Um, all this being said, and you have to understand, I am a big Panda Bear fan, and I'm really predisposed to just like pretty much anything he does. I gotta, I'm gonna take off my fanboy hat, and I'm gonna put on the more objective thinking hat. And I have to admit, and this is throughout Panda Bear's music, he likes to take one really good idea and then keep bludgeoning it to death in the face <laughs> in the way that the captain from Pan's Labyrinth does to a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to admit that things go on a little too long. Um, and I think this album would go down a lot better if just about every song was just about maybe a minute or so shorter. So, um, again, I like it. I enjoy it as a, as a fan, but I can also see that it's a lot of these songs are pretty one note. Um, and, oh, this was fun. Uh, the OCs. Um, oh yeah. The OCs, (laughs) the OCs. So, I feel like with uh, Boris, the Mountain Goats, and the OCs, these are all very, like, prolific bands. They like to give you an album at least once a year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so the OCs came out with an album called A Foul Form. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, I dip into their work every now and then, and, um, you know, their their discography is very vast. Um, They may not be quite like the, the King Gizzard of vastness uh, oh, man. like or buckethead <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> buckethead is also yeah that's hard to top um but i'm just saying that cuz king gizzard's having is releasing three albums in october yeah. um but uh the oc and <laughs> who knows if i'll listen to any of them but i didn't even get to the double album they did this year <laughs> um but uh this new oc's record i think is really fun uh it clocks in just about under 22 minutes Mm -hmm. um and it leans more into that hardcore punk that's like dingy and crusty so uh it kind of worked pretty well um after listening to uh taylor your pick from last month bad readings human capital kind of like is in that same mode um yeah but sort of uk 82 feel (laughs) Yeah, um, but I'll say this: the OCs record is a little more cheekier. It's it's more gremlin like uh, <laughs> than than Human Capital, but uh, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it quite a bit. And there was another album in August that I absolutely loved, but I guess we won't talk about it because it could be in the running for next month. Mm, gotcha. And I, okay. And I think you know which one that is, Polly. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you don't. <laughs> I mean, I know an album all three of us listened to that came out very late in August. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> we will see. Might be a knife fight behind the scenes. Polly, Polly and Psychic Ice are going to have a rumble. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Finally. It's almost come to that a few times. Oh man, the, the cover of this new OC's album even looks like a GBH album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with that, sounds shall like we we're done with uh, the the go the... with the picks. All right, who wants to go first? Or you can tell me to go first. It doesn't matter. I can go. All right, Taylor, gonna kick it off. What do you got for August? I have, I have 
Evidence of Immortality by Conan. Mm. Sounds like a very heavy, muscular album. Oh, yes. Conan is a doom metal band from Liverpool who mm-hmm. have been around for, I don't know, a couple of years now. They're unique amongst the kind of stoner doom thing, both because of the absurdity of their drop cue tuning. Good God! The first time I fired this album up and I heard these guitars, I was like, oh my God, what is this tuning? Drop no. F. It's drop F. It's, it's almost so, an octave below. It's so fucking just dirty and grimy and gross, and I loved it. Yeah, well, and much like the band Bong Ripper, the bass is also tuned an octave down. Um, Say that again, Psychic Ice. Oh, I just said put... Oh. Put some good headphones on for this album. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, you got good-ass headphones that got some good frequency response. Get them some bitches on. Like, yeah, yeah. It's this The guitar tone in this album is just so fucking gooey. Yeah, it's all about that maximum volume, low-frequency generation, and it's very bludgeoning. Oh, Although- God, yeah. One thing I appreciate about Conan, though, is that they do occasionally blend in some up-tempo tracks to break up the monotony a little bit that some of this sort of stoner doom thing can fall into on a frequent basis. Yeah. And they've got a unique sort of vocal style. It's not... They're very shouty vocals, but mm-hmm. they're not really that harsh of a vocal. Nah, I, it's shocked me because I like when I when the vocals came in, I was really shocked because it's like I know what I typically come to expect from this kind of music, and it was just like, oh, pleasant, okay, I can do this, yeah, yeah. Uh, the vocals kick ass. Yeah, yeah, really good, yeah. really good vocalist, really good, vocals yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, really great song titles too. Like I love a cleaved head, <laughs> no longer plots. Yep. That's real the, good. Yep. I the band is described as by its fan base as Caveman Battle Doom. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe you get. It just evokes <laughs> images of barbarian hordes and killing giants. Yeah, it's if you want a music that sounds <laughs> like exactly that. This is the album for you. <laughs> Yes, there's no, there's sort of, there's no breathing moments. You do get songs that vary in tempo, but you're always going to be getting punished and bludgeoned over the head with this immense guitar tone. Mm-hmm. This is a very tone-forward band, I find. Absolutely. If I had one complaint, mm-hmm. uh. The 14 minute long drone track at the end of this kind of whiffs for me. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just check out there, which is unfortunate because, hey, guess what? 14 minutes is a pretty big chunk of a 50 minute album. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm often the one who will stand up for extended drone mm-hmm, breaks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for some reason in this case, I just found it to kind of be the same riff for 14 minutes. Yeah. And the addition of the synthesizer does not help. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to mention. I I was like, uh, you know, you get 
it's about 10 minutes in, you get that organ synth kind of thing going on, but it's, it's still buried enough that it's, I don't like, I don't think this is a, a payoff it, it, for people who've, I don't know, looking for something that's a little more cathartic, I mm-hmm, suppose, mm-hmm. um, after waiting that, that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like this album is just really good. You are right. Like that that last track loses it for me, but like everything up to that point is totally fine. Like it just sounds really good. It's just I love the brutality. I love that it's just so crushing and so monolithic and large and just looming over everything. Like Caveman Battle Doom is literally like the best descriptor you could have for this album. It's fantastic. It's really fun. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a it's metal that sounds dirty. Yeah, it's very grimy. Because all too often, metal sounds too clean like a lot of music these days. Yeah. Yeah. That being hey, said, I'm going with... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Psychic oh. I I was just going to say, Taylor, I, I feel like, um, you know, having, having done these podcasts for a little bit now and with every pick that you have, I feel like it's pretty guaranteed at this point that it's going to feature some sort of guitar tone or riff that I'm just going to melt over. <laughs> and and this album really fits that bill with that just that heavy, fuzzy, doomy lower end. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's funny? is like, no matter how menacing and foreboding this, is, this can sound, especially, I'm sure, to people who aren't really familiar with the music, I actually get kind of relaxed when I listen to it. It's, well, I mean, um, that's the stoner part of it. Kind of yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's like yeah, I'm vibing. Yeah, you just vibe um, with this stuff. Like it's it's not like yeah, it's not constantly brutalizing your eardrums with like speed or or anything. It's it's very mm-hmm. just like you get into a vibe with it. Like this sounds really good to like load up yeah. the, load up the bong, toss on some headphones, and just enjoy the next hour. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, there's there's a reason that Anel Nathrak albums aren't 50 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, this this uh this is an album that has two halves for mm-hmm. me where I think I feel like the first half is the most immediate yeah um I think the that second song levitation hoax mm-hmm. uh it's it's my favorite of the album but also it's one of my <laughs> favorite metal cuts of the year like Ooh. that that song fucking rules yeah that song um, fucks <laughs> yeah uh the second half of the album I think is more geared to the I guess the more hardcore for this genre. Um, and that's, you know, that's where you get kind of with like the fifth track there, you know, you get, they start doing the longer outro thing there. And then of course, you know, we already talked about it's, uh, it's closing track, which is just, you know, one long, yeah. you know, for, yeah. for a while, for, for a very um, long time, an obscene <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. And I mean, in a live scenario, I, that's one thing because the physical sensation of that is going to add something yeah. to the experience, but on a record, nah. it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, but really, I just, I, I really did love this, this thing. I just, it, you know, as, as kind of, crazy and brutal as it could be or or seen i think you know outside outside the circle um i just i vibed with it i i could chill with it i could i could also work out with it um yeah so <laughs> mow the lawn really, to really, it really mow thank the you lawn. for <laughs> i could mow the lawn to it <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it so, helps that uh, they thank are you for kind of, this one. Of course, it is. It helps that they are kind of tuneful. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Exa- I'm not exactly inflicting gnaw their tongues on on all of there you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's definitely some melody here, for sure. And it's funny you mentioned levitation hoax because that's the song I was gonna go with. Yeah. Most yes. immediate. That is the most yes. immediate and just like ah oh, yeah, this is exactly what this album is. Uh, song. It's so good. Yeah, who is the unborn son? I think that's what they're saying. They don't publish lyrics.
time for me to throw it to somebody. Throw! Let's... Who wants it? Who wants it? Just for a sheer whiplash factor, I think Psychic Heist should go next. <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! Alright, I gotta prepare for this. <laughs> it's a fun follow-up, right. don't worry, it's gonna work. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I talked to, about this a little bit in the last... Uh, podcast that we did that wasn't coheed that was for you know the month of july mm -hmm. and um it did end up being my pick because it just really hasn't left my my rotation at all mm -hmm. it's been 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 getting a lot of plays so uh my pick is from a hardcore death grips fan <laughs> beyonce <laughs> and the name of the album is Renaissance. Mm. So I am sure we are all know who Beyonce is. Like, I can't even make a cute joke about it, right? I mm -hmm. can't be like, this, you know, have you, have you heard of Beyonce? You, know, <laughs> you know, I think she's going to be really big one day. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> um, Beyonce has been there. For me, uh, you know, I mean, I was there for Destiny's Child, like right. in the 90s, end of the 90s, TRL, Say mm -hmm. My Name. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, you know, that, that, that pop song really was just one of the big hits and really kind of brought Destiny's Child to kind of being the household name yeah. that they are. Yeah, You're, you were the one clogging the lines to TRL to get them to play Say My Name every day. <laughs> I was. I was. Man, were they were my grandparents mad at me for the phone bill. Um I do want to clear something up. Okay. That that there was a comment I made on the last podcast that's kind of bothered me. Uh -oh. Um when we talked briefly about the album, I said uh Beyonce was manufactured. And what I really meant by that is that she's the type of artist that is surrounded by very high-profile producers yeah. and songwriters. She has access to the yes. best hit makers on the planet. You know, this right. is a complaint yes. that comes up often among, you know, the shithead portions of the internet world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's never bothered me that there's so many writing credits on a Beyonce song for one simple reason. What the fuck do you think Nashville was? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like, hey, yeah. you know that song "Crazy" by Patsy Cline? Great fucking song, right? She didn't that write it. Willie Nelson wrote it. As yep. a matter was, of fact. Was, yep. Yep. There yep. aren't was, a lot. There are not. Yep. You can trace it back. Like, there aren't a lot of country singers that wrote. Not at all. Go look at look. Go look at like most of the like even if you want to go back to even just like the '90s. Go look at go look at the liner notes for any a, a lot of those major albums back then. Like the artist is not the one that wrote those out that wrote those albums. And she does That's... have credits on all of these albums, but this is also a multi-million-dollar production. Yeah, that is a far cry uh, from sort of a a typical rock band kind of production. Yeah. There's a lot more going on here than just four dudes in a garage. Yeah. 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 And it, this is, this is triple a blockbuster 
yeah. you know, projects that she brings. Like to you the could make you could make like an eighty minute indie movie with the budget that she got for this album. Like it's that absurd. Yeah. But you know, I like she still she, to me she still has earned her top spot. I like, don't, in the I would kind of, absolutely it, agree. She had like everything like yeah, she works like, for what she, she got. <sighs> She is a hell of a performer. Absolutely. A hell of a vocalist. Like mm-hmm. she she ha- she does have it. Like it's not just like oh we're you know we're creating some sort of I don't know some AI yeah. thing that you you know like she's not a, bo- a she's she's not a boardroom creation. She is a legitimate artist right. who can put in the work, who can perform, and she's just <laughs> given very good, high quality fucking like this is going to be a hit material to work with. Yeah, uh, I would say is that she's lovingly known as Queen Bay. And she's pretty much our royal family here in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And a queen I could get behind. Yeah, um, yeah. I was about to say, like, at least I, I at least I, she's not done a huge, any huge racisms or colonialism, colonialisms uh, that no. I know of. <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, it. There's one thing you can't manufacture, and that's a connection to your audience. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's an intangible. Yes. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, through the years, she has had some sort of song that has played at some sort of soundtrack in my life. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Say My Name, mm-hmm. There Was Survivor, Crazy in Love, Irreplaceable, Single Ladies, Put a Ring on It, Halo. Um, it goes on and on. Yeah. And, um, you know, these were the, like top 40 songs in the day that I just, I rolled with. And that was kind of saying something because back then I, I had a, like a really kind of prickish, insecure state of mind about top forty music. Mm, um, I I think that that still permeates pretty weirdly in in, in online circles. You'll find it's just it like it does. It like, does. You can't yep. say that you like something like a, the new Beyonce album, you know, while you're also somebody that listens to something more obscure like Mountain Goats or something like oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. What you're not you're not real mountain like, like nah know, dog like, lemonade what? was dope are you doing? kidding me <laughs> I, and that's what I was about to talk about like that album uh was the first one actually like I I had I have a clear memory of like okay I'm gonna listen to this one from front to back yeah and um <laughs> funny enough <laughs> so for those who don't know what lemonade is about somehow mm. you know it uh it revolves around her, her dealing with jay-z's uh infidelity. infidelity yeah uh yeah uh and kind of working through that and finding worth as a person through that um it's a very powerful uh album mm-hmm. uh and I would say that album is the equivalent of the ween song you fucked up <laughs> so if you don't if you don't know that song you fucked up by Ween, please go check, go check it, out. it out. Uh and then listen and then listen to Lemonade and yeah, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah, that that album brought on collaborators, you know, I mean, you you have things that you would pro- probably expect like The Weeknd was on the album. Yeah. Um it brought on Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um that was coming off of To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the, the album also has like Led Zeppelin writing credits on it, yeah. and Karen Up, 
and Karen O from the Yeah Yeahs and Mr. Jack White. And Jack White. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and it was like that album to me sort of it took her to a new artistic height and it kind of broke this image of her. Like the I, I don't want to say clean image, because that's not correct. But it kind of it just I don't know. It's it, it's just made it real. Like I think that you know, like her the- albums previous were very R and B pop albums that maybe didn't have some kind of artistic impact in terms of like be like having this kind of personal story behind it. Uh, whereas Lemonade is quite literally you know about having been cheated on by one of the most fucking famous and rich people in America, in the world. Yeah. You know, so, mm. you know, like, I think that, like, it, it, it creatively and artistically pushed her into different territory that, like, it made a lot of people I know that did not take notice of her set up and take notice. Even I was just like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, and it is, it's a, it's a good record. Yeah. Um, but as, like, as good as it was, I, I would hesitate that it made me, like, a big fan of Beyonce immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really healthy respect for her music. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's totally fine. And... That's where I was at, literally. It's like, I'm not, yeah. here, I'm not really here for you as an artist, but, like, this album is a pretty strong statement. Right. Uh, so when I first put on, like, her new project, Renaissance, it wasn't, like, some, like, Oh my God! It's been six years since Beyonce's had a new. I've just been waiting for this forever. It was not that. It was more on a whim. It was more like, well, I, I do this music podcast, and I feel like I should uh, should listen to probably one of the biggest blockbusters of yeah, the year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's let's see what let's see what we got. Um, so I'm listening to the album for the first time, and I'm finding it pretty agreeable. But then we get to the song "Cuff It," mm. and you get this really groovy Nile Rodgers riff in there and Beyonce starts singing how she just wants to fuck something up. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, and then it hits me. I'm like, uh, huh? Beyonce, you're fucking me up right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I remember I was, I messaged y'all. Yeah. Like, cause I had, at that point I already locked in a uh, chat pile yep. for July, <laughs> but then I was like, Oh shit, this is fucking that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> um Yeah, she 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 put she put that in serious contention and you know, in in this favor, like the fact that it was at the very end of July, I feel like I could get away with it being my August yeah, pick. Yeah. Because I feel like it for me, I would have just died if I hadn't also like talked a lot more about Beyonce's album. Mm-hmm. Um, I find I find this is going to be difficult. Like I'm intimidated to talk about the Adam album because of how much is packed within it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's it's immediate. Like it's an album that's pretty immediate. It's a dance record that it's going to get you grooving. But there's so many genres that blend in. Yeah. That is. I mean, it's it's, it's to me. It's a dance music odyssey that is like a spiritual sequel to Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. Mm. You know, it's not as like linear as that album, but it features that same sort of reverence and respect yeah. from the different eras and decades of dance music 
and its pioneers in the same way that, that random access memories did for more electronic music. I mean, I know there's dance, there's, there's like overlap between the two. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, Beyonce's takes a more, you know, much more dancey direction yeah. compared to like kind of um, what Dad Punk did. But it has that same love. Like there's so much love here. Um, and, you know, this album just goes. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I think the, uh, the first half of the re- record, I find it pretty flawless. It's um, it's a it's good got probably run. the best track sequency. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a good run yeah, of eight it's, songs. It's, it's just like there's not a miss yes, there. I don't yes. think. Yeah, yeah. It's it and it feels like a really just like genius DJ set that's mm-hmm. pulling in stuff. Uh, that's like you, you know you got like Afro beat and psychedelic stuff, and then you got some soul, you got some house, you got some trap, some techno, mm-hmm. you get some gospel. And it all, that's a lot of ingredients, y'all. Well, it is, it was intentionally sequenced like a DJ mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, very much. Yeah, and that's what it was going for. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's just really impressive how it all works together. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think, I think when we get to kind of the middle part of the album, is is sort of when it kind of stumbles a little bit for me. Um, yeah. I think uh, I I like the song "Plastic Off the Sofa" just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's at that point it's a bit of a breather because we've been just fucking going, yeah. you know. And it's yeah. just like okay, let's take a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this uh, there's this little delivery that Beyonce gives at the end of it where she's like even though I'm cooler than you, that just makes me melt. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Beyonce, you're the best. Um, but then you pair that with uh, Virgo's groove. Ooh, yeah. And it, I saw a lot of praise for this track, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like the centerpiece of the album. I think it's like smack down. Yeah, it's like right in the smack middle. In the it's middle. the big six minute. Yeah, and thing. it's it's a huge yeah it's a huge disco yeah jam epic. Yeah. Uh for as well measured as this album is, and as like knowing when to kind of hold back, when mm-hmm. to move forward, when to kind of like you know not do too much. Because uh, they have the budget, if they wanted to, they could really overproduce things if they wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, 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 this was the song where I was like, oh, I think the song loves itself a little too yeah, much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, every time it starts out, I'm always like, yeah, I think I'm gonna like it this time. But always, without fail, as it progresses, yeah, it just uh, kind of it, yeah. it, it morphs into something that just sort of like derails the the vibe a little bit for me. Yeah. Uh, um. But then you got move right after it. You're like, okay, let's get back we to it. We pulled things back a little bit. You know, with let's moves, get back yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. And um and the second uh, second half of the album is I would say not quite as not quite as flawless, Mm-mm. but it's a little more interesting in the way that because it's kind of the darker half. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's kind yeah. of like 
it's kind of like where the dark horses are, where like the sleepers are, yeah. where suddenly maybe a song that didn't quite grab you on your first listen is suddenly like your jam. Yeah. By you know your your fourth listen, like that really like stands out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you've got like that great like uh you know, oh gosh uh, America has a America problem. has a is problem like, is like the key track on the back half for me <laughs> that just kind of stands out the most. <laughs> yeah, that hi 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 hi. Um. You know, and as many fucking like songwriters that this thing, and it again, it pulls off from it pulls from so many people. Um, the vocal performance is just great. Yeah, like it. It is. We all know Beyonce can sing, but I don't think I've ever really heard her experiment with like her different vocal stylings in the way this this one really brings it. Yeah. There is charisma here. There is confidence here. Um, like, I think uh, from the song, is it Energy? Yeah, yeah. From the song Energy, uh, there's the the lyric she has, I just entered the country with Derringers because them Karens just turned into terrorists. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that lyric is like right up there with Denzel Curry's <laughs> yeah. like "Run the Jewels" because I kill a mic on any LP. Like oh, it's like yeah. that fire. Yeah, you know? it's, just like it's got oh that. shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's it's just it's just got it's just it's like I can tell they put a lot of effort into this, but I also feel like they had just a lot of damn fun with it as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, like like I've I feel like I've talked a lot about. It. Let's 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 hear it. Let's hear y'all's opinion. I really like the fact that this album is a love letter to dance music in the way that it is. Like, in the fact that just, like, this isn't something I would typically go out of my way to listen to. I'm just not that big a fan. Um, But, like, while listening to it, every time that I spun it, which I had spun it probably more than I typically do, you know, or these these albums, um, more and more it's kind of like, yeah, like... This isn't being like this album was not made because you know, oh, like this kind of like dance music and riffing on dance music is going to be the way to make a big bunch of money. It genuinely feels like it's it's a project that's coming from someone who deeply loves and respects this type of music. And like this album, like in a way, it almost feels like a dream project. Like this is an album she's always wanted to make. Um, and, and that, that, like, that can carry a lot of albums for me. Like, when you can tell an artist is really enjoying themselves, even if you may not 100% be into, like, that genre or maybe even the song that's playing right now. But, like, if an artist can line up, kind of win me over with their own charisma and, 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 and Beyonce certainly has a shit ton of it on this record, uh, there's just attitude up and down the wall on this album. Um, you know, like, it made me enjoy it a lot more than I normally would. Uh, the back half doesn't land quite as well for me as, like, those first seven tracks. But, yeah, like, this is a solid record. I This album getting the praise that it's getting and the, 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 the album of the year awards that it will probably win at the end of the year, I think it probably, it deserves any of the praise and accolades that it gets. It's a solid record. How about you, Taylor? I enjoyed it. I think I like we've talked about. I think it kind of drags after Church Girl a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I think it recovers a little bit in the in that last stretch of four songs, and I appreciate that it's very carefully 
sequenced and constructed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not a song is out of place. Like, every song feels like it is exactly where it needs to be, and I'm always a stickler for that. Yeah, it it def it feels like a DJ mix, which mm-hmm. was kind of the whole point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not super familiar with Beyonce or anything, but I do like disco music. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There's yeah. some disco vibes in here as well as other oh, varieties yeah. of dance music that have existed throughout the many decades. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I found myself liking this one. Got a track for nice. us? What's your track? Oh, it's hard to pick. Mm. Um, it's girl. really hard to pick. <laughs> church girl. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go with church girl? Hey, that's it's your up, pick, dude. That's up to you. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is like, like, oh, how do, how do you play a sample from this, from a... Uh, from a record that kind of samples everything, you know, like you're going to get one style, but yeah, then the, like, like the next it, song is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like this, so this album jumps between styles so much because every track is a different type of dance music. So it's just like one track. Yeah. Is not going to really like give you the whole picture? So I don't, I don't, I don't envy yeah. you for having to be the one to pick this up. <laughs> Part of me was leaning towards, Alien Superstar, mm-hmm. um, be- because it kind of has a kind of an a, like an industrial dance beat from the '80s a little bit mm-hmm. in its opening, and then it kind of opens up in this kind of gooey synth line, and you kind of you get you get the parts where it sounds like Beyonce, but then you get also vocal parts that don't really sound like like she's doing something kind of new yeah. with her voice. Yeah. Uh, um, but Church Girl's such a fucking banger. Mm. That, that song is like. That song is like the best song that Kanye West like <laughs> never like made, you know? Like <laughs> What did you what did y'all think of the song All Up in Your Mind? It's alright. Any thoughts on that one? It it starts the stretch of the album that I think kind of picks up from yeah. the mid album. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely yeah. it definitely like that's kind of like yeah, like when we go from Virgo's gro- Virgo's groove move heated and thick like that run of four tracks and you end up with all up in your mind it's like yeah like now we're we're getting out of that little murk and getting back in and then you r- slam into America has a problem yeah that's really good yeah I, w- I was talking to a friend about that song and I was like it's kind of like um what I want from Charlie XCX and he's like well you know that's the one that um A.G. Cook produced mm. i was like okay okay yeah makes and, sense and, and <laughs> so it's like no wonder um okay all right you know what i'm gonna give it to taylor taylor, taylor, taylor wants me to play church girl i'm gonna do church girl <laughs> oh no i have influences <laughs>
nobody. You can be my daddy if you want to. You, you can be my daddy if you want to. You can get it tatted if you want to. You, you can get it tatted if you want to. Put your lighters in the sky, get this motherfucker litty. She gon' shake that ass and I'm pretty, take her bitties. So get your racks up, get your math up. I'ma back it up, back it, back it up. I'ma bust it, bust it, bust it, bust it, back it up. I see them great sweats, I see a blank check. Tears we cry. like a hottie uh, i'm gonna close things out for the month of august with how about how, how about i hit you with a hip-hop album how about that we could do that that'd be fun Hell yeah good way uh my pick is uh one that i was just looking forward to quite a bit uh when it was announced and when i'd heard that these guys were working together because they'd been you know like stuff like hey they're gonna do an album together over the years and then it just kind of never materialized um my my uh, my pick is cheat codes from Danger Mouse and Black Thought. And um again, like this is a bit of a dream collaboration. We've got like Danger Mouse who he rose to popularity like in the early 2000s like if you were around file sharing around that time, he mashed up a bunch of Beatles vocals with uh Jay-Z's recently released Black album and he created the Grey album. Which still bangs, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that oh, yeah. shit is still so good. Uh, but he's also, known, he's also known as a member of Gnarls Barkley, uh, working with MF Doom on The Mouse and the Mask. Um, oh, man. And, and, he, back memories. And, and the big one, he produced the Gorillaz album Demon Days. Oh, yeah. Dude's got a stacked fucking resume. Danger Mouse is incredible. And then the other half of this collaboration, we have Black Thought, 
who is one of the more recognizable lyricists going. He has command of flow that is often, I guess, dizzying without having to rely on like lyrical miracle speed rapping to impress. Like he's not one of those guys, but he has like rhyme schemes that are so cavernous that you kind of need to get spelunking gear to, you know, start dissecting them. Um, and he is the lead member of The Roots, who have a discography that also speaks for itself, <laughs> despite being like the Tonight Show house band. You know, like their shit is consistently good. Like if you haven't heard Things Fall Apart in Phrenology, please do me a favor and go listen to Things Fall Apart in Phrenology. Um, so, um, and they like they I know again, like they were working on an album like way before this. Like I like I remember first hearing that these two were going to do like a full collaborative album together, like 2008 or nine or something. Uh, but it never released, and I'm not in, even entirely sure if anything that is on this album is, like, from those sessions. Um, but, uh, I, yeah. I think of one that might be. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what we get uh, with, with, with Cheat Codes is uh, basically kind of just, like, 12 super luxurious cinemat beats that have a lot of density, uh, but still feel like nice and airy and sparse. And you have uh, Black Thought, who, uh, along with a collection of collaborative guests, they just run a fucking clinic on uh, creative, hard-hitting bars, I guess is the only way that I can describe. <laughs> uh, this, this is a rapping ass rap album. Uh, it's an album that appreciates the technique and, and, and the word mastery that kind of goes into the craft uh, you will find a lot to enjoy here if you like listening to people who are at the top of their game literally just go beast mode on uh, some really really good production like I said like the, it's super cavernous rhyme schemes and flow changes that will impress but they don't ever come off as trying too hard like i feel like try hard like think try hard modern day eminem right where yeah where like he can't just like rap mm -hmm. anything he's like every every single line has to be some kind of like 14 layer fucking metaphor or a pun and it's just like dude it's awful and he's always trying to rap like this in these really weird staccato rhythms that don't make much sense and don't sound very good yeah. over hip hop beats. I cannot stand modern Eminem. It's terrible. Hmm. It is bad. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, like this album, just like it. This is just. It, it's luxurious. It's cozy, but it's got such an immense amount of talent on it. And I think like the only criticism I can really make about this album is that I feel that it's an album that should have felt like an event. And it mm. doesn't really mm. walk. It doesn't walk with that kind of confidence. I don't think. Um, yeah. The end is fairly anticlimactic, and it never lives up to being more than just like, "Hey, like this is a solid rap album." Where I feel like mm -hmm. maybe there's like there's a little something missing to take it from really solid rap album to this is an event. And I still enjoy mm. it. Or I would not have picked it. Don't get me wrong. But like I I don't know like there was like I it, there was something that may, left me wanting more and maybe that's maybe that's the thing maybe you leave them wanting more but I kind of felt like this album 
Like, like, I feel like this should have felt like a new Deltron 3030 album or something, where it's just like, that's an event. Like, that feels big. Uh, and this kind of doesn't have that kind of swagger to it, despite having these amazing names attached to it and, 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 all, and everybody just rapping their ass off, doing an amazing yeah. job. Um, but yeah, like that's my only criticism is that just like it kind of I, I wish it felt bigger. Um, uh, what are y'all's thoughts? Who wants to jump in on cheat codes? I think I agree uh, with a lot of what you have to say, mm-hmm. especially with the, the criticism. You know, it's it is an album that it's so weird it's it's it, how it does sort of like it leaves you you wanting more love cheat codes it's it's, it's definitely one of my favorite uh hip-hop albums of the year and mm. um you know it's it's just good to it's good to hear just two masters at the top of their game who still have it um and for and it's nice it's kind of like in a way it's like a comeback record for danger mouse for yeah me. yeah good good stuff taylor cheat codes because it it definitely made me nostalgic for some of the more rap heavy moments on Demon Days, mm. and not just because there's a Doom track on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a Doom track. Yeah, which, like I said, that might be the track. That might be a track that is from those original sessions you brought up. Yeah, yeah. Given the unfortunate march of history. Yeah. But no, I liked yeah. it. I liked it a lot. Uh, there's several songs, uh, especially you get the ASAP Rocky and Run the Jewels feature that I really liked a whole bunch, mm. and Joey Badass's feature I thought was also pretty good. Hell yeah! So yeah, if yeah, you like if you great. like some rap ass music, this is a a wonderful, brilliant showcase of rapping as the art form. Yeah, but yeah, I I see where you get where you're coming from, where it feels too short. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would have liked like a closing track that was a little more triumphant and anthemic. Yeah, I think that that's really like if there was something at the end here, like a track 13 that had some big crescendo at the end, something that puts an exclamation point on it. Like, like a Run the Jewels album always ends with like a fucking banger. And, and I yeah. feel that like you get something that's got like that kind of energy as, as the last track. And I think that like instead of kind of like the mellow way that this one goes out. And I think that like it would have propelled this album to just like, oh, this is great fucking piece of work. It really it, it strolls in with big nuts and a wheelbarrow and, you know, <laughs> it does its thing. Slap <laughs> them nuts on the table. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the track that I picked is the darkest part, and this features Raekwon of the Wu-Tang Clan. Raekwon. And just like, hey, guess what? There's, again, it's just like, it's, what can I say? It's just everybody on this track doing what they're supposed to do when you've got a really solid fucking beat. Like, everybody just kills it. Like, and fucking love Raekwon. Who doesn't love Raekwon? So, yeah. The darkest part.
I'm like Thelonious at the underground piano, dressed in camo, the grenades, guns, and ammo, death the sambo, send them a bouquet and a candle, I came to take back that other two-fifths of a man's soul, from a silhouette standing in the aperture, to a figurehead standing in the path of a killer, younger village that's scrambling for Africa, prepped and will accept nothing but a massacre. Premonition and intuition is a bitch Got a message from the heavens, all it said is to resist Keep it brief like an elevator pitch A delegator switch, cause the spirit is a snitch In America, the rich love to wear it on their wrist They call it shots, they don't wear it on their hip Chicken of the chains, I can still wear it on the ship One hand loads the clip, feel the rubber on the grip Me and my reflection center one another on the trip I'm under 21 and bit, now you know what punishment Listen, it ain't an easy odyssey for you to follow me The louder the scream, my cowl between the two monsters out of my dream. A Cadillac, a limousine, an anti-nigger machine. And if I wake up alive, I bet they won't come clean. Umpteen times, the warning signs went unseen. To me, they've done something. They tried to clip my wings. But not before I understood how any cage birds sings. The soul was something before we became earthlings. Freedom is better than heroin, morphine, a methadone. They force feed their fears into our flesh and bone. Inside of my confessional, I decompress alone. I'm more skeptical of following the metronome. I guess technically I'm on another echelon. It just gets to me the way they lay the pressure on. It ain't an easy odyssey for you to follow me. We do kinesiology with no apology. Boy grown, hands like Roy Jones, King Tut bracelet on, encrusted, flooded in stones, bro. Artists in the sharpest, merge like three bedroom apartments. Pick one room, they all boom. Let me start this. My art retarded kids, the arsonists and ostrich. The moon is the park, we been parking shit. Say no other, we the jungle brothers out in Kenya. How we did in December, loading them cartridges. The lines is like nines, P80s, mean babies, word the mama, poor llamas. Paper be seen crazy. Louis Ritchie, the drummer, thoughts from the blackboard boy, Mama Coy. See the numbers, stay maxing and relaxing. Chuck Jerry in 2027, I'm as we I seen the stunners getting busy on the bridge. Headed out, fleeing, yo, don't damn and stop wasting time, take some shine. And that winds down another fantastic month of tunage. We will be back all up in your ears probably sooner than last time, I imagine. I think we've got things settled down a little bit. But I won't promise anything because I know what happens when people make plans. That doesn't work well for anybody. But needless to say, we will see you all very soon. But in the meantime, Taylor, where can the internet folks at home find you? You'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Psychic Heist, where can the internet folks find you? 
uh, on the Discord. On the Discord. Where socks make people sexy. In that music channel, hanging out. Just in the do, music channel. Just doing the do. That's what he do. Just confu- conf- confusing chill wave and vapor wave. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I get into various VTuber shenanigans and all that stuff. I got some fun stuff coming up soon, so that'll be fun. Um, and in the meantime... While you're waiting for us to get back up in your ear holes, you can do yourself a great big favor and listen to some more Death Grips. Death Grips.